Welcome to the Legacy Building Project 101. You're with Bella Benefield Armstrong, and today we're going to talk about legacy building. Okay, tonight's show is another impromptu. I think I like the impromptus the best because I don't have anything planned to say. I just go right from the hip and we just work through a whole show and I usually do about 10 minutes worth so tonight I'm just going to go over a recap of building a legacy from the beginning so in the beginning uh, from my perspective of building a legacy I wanted to focus on creating a healthier and more positive legacy uh, basically an incorporation of different memories, but more positive memories to leave my niece and nephew as they outlive all of us. Uh, I don't want them to remember my negative days when I went through a lot of trauma and I had a lot of negative things to say and a lot of negative and heavy emotions. So I'm trying to change that narrative with them and with my family in general. And so there's a couple of questions. I listen to a lot of great people like Tony Robinson and Oprah and um, Mel Robbins. And um, there's a few other I really want to give credit to. And they're the, the, they're the typicals, you know, they're all the John Maxwells and so forth. And um, I've been working on self-development, trying to improve myself for decades. And trying to improve yourself when you're up against so many challenges is very difficult to keep doing. And I know a lot of people my age feel the same way. And so I wanted to just kind of recap where I'm at in my own legacy building process because I don't have a plan for tonight's show. And I apologize for that. But I think working through a recap and hearing what I'm doing might inspire something for you. You might find something that you want to work on um, or it might just trigger an idea in your head of something different that you want to work on. So right now I'm working on changing my narrative to a more positive narrative with the people I love in my life and how you start doing that according to some wonderful books I've read on gratitude by many different wonderful authors. The number one thing, the route to changing a negative narrative is to sit down and list things you're grateful for. And everybody's got a different number. Some people say list 10 things. Some people say list three things. Now the most common one is list three things when you wake up. I think that's a great thing. And then list three things when you go to bed that you're grateful for. I think those are two of the most positive and helpful tips that I heard when I was going through some severe depression when I had gotten back from a very hard trip many years ago in my career, probably about 15, 20 years ago. Um, I went through some really bad things and it wasn't just one thing. It, I was hit with multiple things. And uh, I had to leave, I had to be far away from home. So it made it even harder. And so when I got back, then I was hit with more financial stressors that more than I'd ever had to deal with in my life. It was a very hard time in my life. And how I survived a lot of that was I'd read these books, you know, and the books on laws of attraction. And I read the Bible and I read a lot of different self-help books. And I, I read everything I could get my hands on to try to reverse all the negatives. I mean, because I, I knew I was drowning in so much negative that it was very unhealthy for me. It was unhealthy for my body. And so the number one thing that helped me with depression and to be able to function and have a better outlook on life 
was when I woke up, I would list three things I was grateful for. Whether it was the same three things every day or not, I don't care. And I would not be hard on myself if I forgot to do it at night. But I made sure I did three things I'm grateful for first thing when I woke up. And that helped me tremendously. And so uh, today's list on three things I'm grateful for, let's see. I would say it's definitely the roof over my head, my family, uh, and my pets because they sustain me and uh, they give me joy and support and love unconditionally. That's family and pets, by the way. <laughs> um, friends, you know, I love friends and I always cherish them. Um, but in our digital world and then my self-isolation and my personality uh, traits, um, I don't see my friends as often. So I don't feel as close of a connection, but I know they're there. Um, it's just a different world we live in today with technology and a pandemic. So that's the first one is being grateful. We're fixing to come up on a break. So I'm going to go ahead and wind this one down and we'll be right back in just a minute. All right, I'm going to speed this along because I have three other tasks that help me create a more positive narrative in my life. Number two was to rewrite the blueprint for my life, and that was inspired by Tony Robbins, one of his positive impact speeches. One year, I just literally saturated my brain with listening to many of his speeches and many of Les Brown's uh, famous motivational speeches, and those guys do some powerful work with positive thinking. So if you're ever in a negative mind frame or in a dark space, one of the ways you can help dig yourself out is to find motivational speakers who talk about positivity and a positive future. And I can recommend several, but my two favorite when you're in a really deep, dark place was Tony Robbins and Les Brown because they come from some very rough backgrounds um, and they survived them and they know how to motivate people that are going through dark times. So I'll just leave you with that, that tip. Uh, the third one was to identify what makes you happy and feel alive. Or that's what I wrote in the book for me. I needed to identify what makes me happy and makes me feel alive. And we'll go over those in just a minute. And the fourth thing was to identify how I can help others without being mentally, physically, and economically depleted, but feeling whole, you know, like I've done something great or done something well. Um, that's very important. The number one important thing is to not let that activity you choose to do make you mentally, physically, and economically depleted because I will tell you just about everything I have done in the volunteer world has cost me money and I enjoyed it. So then I'd go back for something else to do and it would be in another city or another state and it cost me money I really couldn't afford, but I wasn't living on a budget. So I really didn't care. I just knew that at the time... In my world, I was very uh, unhappy, and I knew that if I went and helped other people, it would help other people have a better life, and therefore, in turn, it would help me improve my outlook on life, because my outlook on life was very negative and very dark. So I knew that, I almost felt like it was a lifeline for survival for me, was to be able to volunteer. And unfortunately, it kept reaching a point where it got more and more expensive, uh, more trainings and more events, even though it's free once you get there or it's free when you um 
do some things. There were always little things you might need. And, you know, gas was definitely expensive. That was one of those about five years ago, four years ago. Gas was so expensive. It was just like I shouldn't have been doing it. But I enjoyed what I was doing. And I was around my peers of the same background. So that was important to me at that time because I had recently retired out of a system and I missed it. So it was really hard for me to let go of that camaraderie. Um, so I outgrew those needs and I did start waking up and realizing the economic impact it was having on me. It was not balancing out, even though it was meeting a mental and physical need. Um, sometimes the work was too much for my body because I was just getting older and I had a lot of old injuries. And so it was taxing me physically and it was taxing me economically. And then after about two or three years of volunteering in a particular area, someone wanted to push my mental uh, I don't know what the right word for it. Anyway, they wanted to push my buttons. I'll just say that. So it had a negative impact at a volunteer site, and it caused me to step back and say, whoa, you know, I don't need old traumas unearthed. I came to volunteer to have a good time. I didn't come to have uh, a rekindling of fear or, you know, and some people you will meet in the volunteer world, it doesn't matter where you go, there's always an individual you may come across who may strike a nerve with you or may rekindle negative thoughts. And my best advice to you is the whole reason you're there to volunteer is to help other people. But if it's causing you a mental problem uh, or causing you to be in a dark place, you need to step away from that person or that scenario at that time, regroup, find another place to volunteer, another, another area totally away from that whole situation go to some counseling if you need it, and then come back and regroup once things have calmed down. But it's very important when you're in this vulnerable time in your life, if you're going through depression, you need to make sure that you, when you do volunteer, that it's not taxing you mentally, physically, and economically. Because if you're, de if you're depleting all those things, it's going to be very hard for you to overcome depression. So we're going to do a recap. I know this was supposed to be more than 10 minutes, but tonight I'm kind of on a roll. I've had some decaf coffee. Yeah, it still keeps me up. Um, and so I want to do a recap and share with you um, my quick list of what I did in January of this year for those four topics. And like I said, this might help you, and I hope it does. So January 18th, 2022, I wrote down the four things to get to a positive narrative. So these are my four tasks. One, list what you're grateful for. Two, rewrite my life blueprint. That's hard to say. The life blueprint is how you see your life in the future. Like, do you want to be a teacher and be off in the summers and travel to Puerto Rico? Or, you know, do you want to be married with 2.5 kids in a minivan? You know, that's your blueprint. So you can change that anytime you want to, by the way. There's no rule that says you have to stay in that blueprint. Um, number three is ID what makes you happy. And number four is ID how to help others. And remember about how to help others. You can help others, just make sure that it doesn't make you mentally, physically, or financially depleted. If it does any of those three things, you need to find a different area to volunteer in, one that makes you feel whole. That's the whole goal of volunteering. It heals you, but you also help other people at the same time. If you're doing anything else that's opposite of that, and it causes you friction, problems, financial devastation, you're doing the whole volunteer thing wrong. It, well, that's how I feel about it in my book. The whole point of volunteering is to help you heal 
while you help other people heal. It's a joint effort. Um, no one should be sacrificing their time and their energy and coming out uh, bankrupt. Okay, you know, uh, if you don't have a home and you're helping other people build a home, I've done that because I don't have a home. I live with other people at their mercy and they're very kind to me and love me. But I'm not in a good financial situation. So for me to go out and go broke more in debt to help other people build a home and I don't even have my own home or my financial budget together, I really shouldn't be doing that till I get my financial act together. See what I'm saying? So it's kind of where I'm going with this. All right, so number one in January 18th, 2022, what I was grateful for. I just listed things off the top of my head. Family, roof, warm bed, pets, health, education, and friends. I am grateful for my education because I had to work very hard for it. And um, I earned my education through volunteering with the military. And I don't talk about that much because that's not what this podcast is about. But, um, yeah, education, if you have gained it, you have worked hard for it. Trust me. Even if you didn't go through the military to do it, it's a lot of work. All right. Number two, my life blueprint. Uh, what I felt at that time my life should be like, because we're talking about post-pandemic going into 2022. This is January 2022. Uh, I needed a balanced life. And I had learned that I needed to start my mornings off at my own pace because I'm older now. I don't enjoy being in a rush. I like to be moving slow at my own pace. Uh, get up, take care of my pets. Start taking care of my health and walking. Doing some deep breathing, maybe some Tai Chi. And that would be a good, healthy morning for me. And that would probably take about two hours. Am I doing that today? No. But it's a goal. It's a blueprint I would like to have in my life. Um, another blueprint would be to have a clean and organized home. And the other one is to work, be able to work on the yard for 30 minutes every day. And then rest when I need to. Okay, um, number three, ID happy. Things that I found that made me extremely happy were very easy to identify because there's not a lot of them because I don't have a lot of money, so I don't do a lot of things and I don't expect a lot of things. But the one thing that I do love, top of my list, are doing 5Ks because they're not expensive and you can always find one locally. Um, you don't have to buy the t-shirt. Uh, the Christmas light shows are definitely inexpensive and I love to do those with family every year. Uh, going walking or hiking, camping or outdoors. Uh, I put volunteer work, but questionably right now that's on hold because of financial and because of the pandemic. Um, what makes me happy is praying, writing, painting, creating videos for social media, and also celebrating World Chocolate Day and National Chocolate Day because I love chocolate. So I have three favorite holidays listed in there and 5Ks and hiking and being outdoors. That's the gist of it. Now, if I'm really depressed, I do have one other tool um, that I do. I watch videos of the sugar gliders. Those are those little flying possums. That's what they call them. Um, or happy animals. Or there was one other thing. I don't remember where it's at now. But I do have a list of it's my depression kit. So I'm feeling really dark and down and out. I do certain things. And I also listen to, I listen to Audible because there's a couple of books there that are very inspiring to me. And um, if I'm not doing self-development and self-improvement books, I listen to books that make me laugh. And then if I want to get, I don't know, soul surfing or whatever, I might listen to books by Re Brene Brown or by Oprah. Um, oh, definitely Simon Sinek. I don't know if he's got any books, but I listen to his podcast. There's lots of little things you can do to help um, work on creating a positive narrative by 
finding ways or tools that help you suppress or to defeat feelings of depression. And I should say feelings of depression, not actually depression, as if it is a definitive thing that you can't get out of. Um, there's different types of depression. And the kind of depression I'm talking about is the kind that comes back from old traumas or old feelings of um, lack of self-worth or things of that nature, negative things. One way to stop that type of depression, I have learned, is to have a toolkit or toolbox with several things that you go to when you feel that feeling, and that's the word feeling, of depression coming towards you. If you feel like you're fixing to be engulfed in it, you can quickly turn that around sometimes if you just embrace that toolkit and go watch a funny video or go read a really good book that lifts up your spirits. So that's just my advice to you. Um, take it for what it's worth. Uh, if you have some great ideas for your own toolbox or for your own legacy building, please feel free to contact me or the email in this podcast and share that with us. We'd love to hear some of your information and share it with the listeners. Okay, well that was a lot for tonight. Um, so I will go ahead and do one last recap because this is my impromptu legacy building project, what I've done so far. So I was working on changing my narrative, my positive narrative, because it's work and I have four tasks that I do, which is the... Um, good night. Well, I can't list them in order off the top of my head, but number one is to definitely uh, try to change your blueprint for life. Oh yeah, number one's list everything you're grateful for, rewrite your blueprint for life, and you can do those every day. It can be different every day. It doesn't have to be the same. ID what's happy or what makes you happy. That's really easy to do. And then the last thing is to um, find ways to do things that make you happy, but things that don't deplete your uh, mental, physical, or financial future. That's the goal. If we're depleting those things, we're not helping ourselves when we build our legacy out. So that's a lot to say for one night. Um, so my project so far that I have started is trying to plan at least two 5Ks a year. And I don't run, I walk. Um, to continue my legacy of doing nature photography. I love doing wa uh, waterfalls, mountainscapes, wildlife. Um, number three, uh, the pets I have and writing their stories. They're my little legacy because I don't have kids. And then number four, my military service. I need to document that somehow, some way, and I would like to put it in a scrapbook. Um, number five, creating the podcast I'm doing right now. I have this one and I have another one called Med Career Journey. And then I have a YouTube channel, which is called, um, I just changed it yesterday. <laughs> gonna be all right. Um, because it's going to be all right. You know, when we think the world's going to end, no, it's going to be all right. You just have to slow down. Um, and so that's more of my journey on my YouTube channel. And then number six, I've started a nonprofit for art programs to help reduce stress, and it's called Thunderheart Gallery. And it's a fledgling nonprofit. It's not there yet, but we're still working on that, and it's online. Number seven, I still do my random acts of kindness, which is I usually buy somebody's coffee or breakfast 
every paycheck. Um, and then sometimes uh, I might do something else. I haven't gotten something down pat, but I'm working on that. I determined my favorite legacy song, which is November by Max Richter. And from a movie called Never Look Away. And number nine, I chose my signature cake, which will be from now on for events or my signature dessert will be the chocolate chip cheesecake cake. So far, I've got nine legacy building projects on the move. Uh, they're not completed by no means, but they are in action. And so <laughs> I'm excited about this journey to build my legacy, to leave for my niece, my nephew, and my friends, or whoever survives me. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm content. And I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. i got a lot of work to do. So working on that positive narrative to leave a, a positive legacy, yeah, that's my goal. So I hope you got something from this. It was a long show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I won't typically be making these this long unless I do an interview of somebody else or we share someone else's story on the show. But I've enjoyed chatting tonight, so thank you for listening if you made it this far, and you have a great weekend. Disclaimer for the show, this is entertainment only. I am not a lawyer. And none of my thoughts on this podcast are a reflection of the United States government or any of its agencies, nor any other foreign country. These are strictly my personal thoughts, and I hope to help other people with some of these entertaining thoughts. And sometimes I may have word salad. So hang in there with me if you want an entertaining thought. And if it's not for you, I'm totally okay with you moving on to another podcast. Have a great day. And keep thinking about how you want to leave a legacy.